How's it going, crafters? I am taking a break this week for the holidays, enjoying some time with my family and friends, and I hope you guys are too. Uh, no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, I hope you're having a good week. Um, but I am taking a break from normal episodes, so instead, I hope that you enjoy these rerun episodes this week. And uh, yeah, next week we will be back with a fresh batch of new and current episodes. But until then, enjoy these rerun episodes, and guys, I will see you next week. Minecraft's hostile mobs can be divided into categories, and we, as players, have enchantments for our weapons that are specific to some of these categories. There is Smite for the undead, Impaling for water creatures, and Bane of Arthropods for the arthropods. But why exactly is Bane of Arthropods often looked down upon, and what can be done to make it a sought-after enchantment? Let's find out in this episode of Dig Straight Down. What's going on, crafters? Welcome back to another episode of Dig Straight Down with me, your host, Rebel JC. What is up, everybody? I just want to take a quick moment to shout out a couple of my friends who have a podcast of their own. The podcast is called Donna and Karis IRL. They can be found on Spotify. Um, and they describe this podcast as two millennial nerds have candid conversations on pop culture, movies, technology, Bigfoot, aliens, the internet, and much more. So guys, if you like Bigfoot, <laughs> if you're a believer in aliens, if you're on the internet, guys, if you like technology and stuff like that, look, they talk about everything, okay? They talk about, it's, it is literally a kitchen sink of fun topics with these two girls check them out. They're good friends of mine, known them for a while. We play Minecraft together. Um, one of them, Donna, is actually the final spam who owns the realm that I play on, and uh, Karis is also on that realm with us as well. So we have a lot of adventures together in Minecraft, and uh, yeah, go check them out. They shouted me out on their last episode, so I just wanted to return the favor, return the love. These girls are awesome. Go check them out if you like nerdy stuff. If you like any sort of conspiracy theories, they go into a lot of that kind of thing. If if you like reading Florida Man stories, like Florida Man does this crazy thing. They cover a lot of those type of stories, too, from the news. It's always fun to listen to. So uh, link to their show in the show notes. They're on Spotify. They're also on a lot of other things, but I think Spotify is their main place. Go check them out. And uh, with that being said, let us dig into the next segment. And for the next segment of this episode, um, it's not a community highlight as much as it is a highlight from the feedback website, from the Minecraft feedback website. So guys, what I'm going to do every so often, I'm going to switch out segments. So um, sometimes you'll have a community feedback, uh, I'm sorry, a community highlight segment. Sometimes you'll have a uh, from the feedback website segment. Sometimes you'll have something else. I'll, I'm going to switch it out every so often, just sort of as I feel necessary. Uh, so this episode is actually going to start off with a from the feedback website. And the feedback post that I've chosen to highlight, uh, link is going to be in the show notes, by the way, is entitled Abandoned Castles in Snow Biomes Slash Mountains. This is a post that is under review. And if you are a stranger to the Minecraft feedback website, it is a place where Mojang has basically given us 
the ability to write posts, um, talking about feedback about existing features, even features that we think should be added to the game or changed about the game. It is really an opportunity for your for your voice to be heard as a player. So um, I highly recommend that you, if you have any ideas, if you have something that you feel strongly about, go to the feedback website, make yourself an account and leave some posts. This particular post was marked as under review. I am not quite sure what that means, but what I imagine it means is that the developers have seen it and they've put a pin in it because they thought it was interesting. Some feedback feedback posts have actually been marked as announced, which means that they are going to come to the game at a future date in one form or another. One of these things, I believe, was the berry bush, the sweet berry bush that we got, I believe, was actually on the feedback site originally. So it is really a way for us as players to make our voices known and for the developers to look at our ideas and say, hey, look, that's actually an interesting idea. Let's put it in the game. So that being said, let's look at this particular post. So this person, uh, Jay Hoff 3000 shared this idea on June 4th, 2018. So it's been a couple of years. Uh, Abandoned castles in snow biome slash mountains. The description on this post is, a giant tower lurks over the snowy mountains. What could it be? A trap or a new challenge? Abandoned and destroyed, this castle holds many secrets. Loot is found beneath its floors. New monsters, along with strays, inhabit its walls. The player can rebuild this structure or fight in its dungeons. Guys, I love this post. It is exactly one of the, the one of the type of things that I would love to see in Minecraft Vanilla. It, it just really, really one of the things that would make me so excited to see this on the horizon as I'm traveling through the world of Minecraft. I think this would be a perfect place, honestly, to find the Illusioner. I've always wanted the Illusioner to be added to the game officially, ever since I found out that this thing actually kind of exists. Um, I wanted it to be in the game. I feel like this would be a perfect opportunity to have a place to put the Illusioner or maybe even some mobs from Minecraft Dungeons. I'm thinking like the Summoner, the Necromancer, maybe some Wraiths, some of these cooler uh, hostile mobs that we have seen in Minecraft Dungeons, I think would find a really cool home in ancient abandoned castles. And it really would fit very well into the lore of the world. Something that's interesting about the lore of the world, obviously there was a people group in this in the world of Minecraft that built some pre pretty amazing things. Somebody built the ocean monuments. Somebody built the pyramids in the desert. Somebody built the jungle temples. Somebody built these things, and it wasn't the villagers. At least it doesn't appear to be the villagers. So where did these people live? I mean, obviously we have sunken village-type things in the oceans, but did they all live kind of beneath a certain Y level in the world? Why is there not any abandoned houses or abandoned places like castles where people would have lived in the ancient days other than the villages? Because the villages are for the, for the villagers. They're not for these ancient builders who are zombified now. So I think that this would fit very well into the world of Minecraft and the lore that they've given us. Uh, I think especially if they resembled in some way the nether fortresses. 
because in my understanding of the lore, which is obviously not official at all, but in my understanding of the lore, the same people who built the monuments and the desert temples and the jungle temples and all of those things also built the nether fortresses. That's how I kind of understand it. So if there was like a similarity in design between the nether fortresses and these hypothetical abandoned castles, that would even tie it in more to that kind of lore. I think that this would be pretty amazing. A great opportunity to expand on the aspect of gameplay that is more focused on loot and raiding, which um, until we had, I would say, the Bastions, we didn't really have this as much. I've really been enjoying raiding the Bastions, trying to elude Piglin Brutes, trying to make sure that Piglins don't see me opening up chests, and then the, the loot is actually super worthwhile. So to have something like that in the overworld would be pretty amazing in my opinion. So if you guys have any ideas about that, this, join my Discord, let me know, or send me an email at digstraightdowncast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. So without any further ado, let us dig straight down into this episode's feature review. And for this episode's feature review, I'm reviewing the bow. The bow. Here's some interesting facts that I found about the bow, of course, from the Minecraft wiki, which is the go-to place for all Minecraft knowledge. <laughs> um, number one, while the bow is being charged or remains fully charged, the player is forced to move at sneaking speed unless they are riding a horse, minecart, or boat. Now, these, that's something that I kind of took for granted, but I really never noticed as I was playing the game that, yeah, while, while, you're, while you're walking with a bow, you draw it back and you're forced into a very slow pace. But if you're riding a horse, you can, I, I believe you can still go pretty fast. Well, now that I'm thinking about it, can you still go forward while you're pulling back a bow on a horse? I think you can. If you can, then that's awesome. That Then really what that means is horseback combat is really made for ranged combat as well, which is a really cool way to see horseback combat. Also, minecart and boat, I think, I know you can still move in a minecart while you're shooting. In a boat, I think you just stop altogether, don't you? I'm not quite sure on that. Um, I would have to jump in and t uh, refresh my memory on that. But anyway, so uh, a, a handy little bit of knowledge to to uh, have is that, you know, if you if you really want to ride a, a horse into battle, be, be sure you're using a bow and I suppose maybe even a trident as well. Uh, number two, fully charged shots have a 25% chance to deal extra critical damage. That's something I didn't know because usually when you're using a bow, you're at a distance so you can't really tell whether or not you're doing a critical hit on something. So because usually when you're doing hand-to-hand -hand combat in Minecraft and you do a critical hit, you can kind of hear that satisfying crunch and you see those that particle effect that is associated with critical damage. Um with a bow, I think that I I didn't know that this existed because it's at a distance and you don't hear the crunch or you don't see those um particles. So I think that that was a pretty cool bit of knowledge to have as well. Number three, if a bow is enchanted with a level one enchantment, it will always get power one. I didn't know that. Uh, now that means that just 
don't ever bother with level one enchantments, I suppose. <laughs> um, bows of skeleton traps, which by the way are more commonly known, I suppose, as the four horsemen, are also en- are always enchanted at level five to twenty three. The exact level depends on regional difficulty, as on easy, it is always a level five enchantment. Um, that's really cool. If you're after a po- a possibly high enchanted bow. See if you can come across a skeleton trap, I suppose. I mean, those are pretty rare, and I love coming across them. It's, just, it's, it's one of those encounters in Minecraft. I wish we had more of these things where you pass by something that looks pretty innocent, or, or if you're not realizing that, oh, this is a skeleton horse, then and it explodes, it's struck by lightning, and these four horsemen appear. It's one of those encounters that just adds so much excitement and life into the game. I really wish that we had more of these things. I love it so much. Number five, in the last one, Enderman cannot be shot using an arrow because an arrow either disappears as the Enderman teleports or it gets deflected. Already knew that. That's pretty frustrating. However, an arrow shot from a bow enchanted with flame can ignite the Enderman. That's a good thing to know if you're trying to shoot Enderman with a bow. If your bow is enchanted with flame, you can actually do it. You can actually ignite the Enderman. Otherwise, your bow will have no effect on them. It's a good little bit of knowledge to have. Um, my opinion on the bow is I love it. It's one of my go-to weapons. Although the crossbow is kind of edging its way in there because you can, because with the crossbow you have the piercing enchantment, which makes it to where you can actually get your arrows back after hitting an entity. You can actually get your arrows back, which is pretty awesome. However, a bow is always one of my go-to weapons in Minecraft. It's so easy to get and it's so effective in combat. Um, and so I rate the bow on my rating from diamond to birch log, <laughs> I rate the bow at diamond. And this is the first diamond rating I've given. We'll see how many others come after this. And for feature roasts from the community discord, we don't really have any roasts as much as we have just a few observations about the bow. Om says, one thing I hate about bows is that the damage caused by the arrow is not affected by the strength status effect. Meaning, if you have a strength potion effect, it would keep the same damage as a normal arrow. I don't know. I just think it would be a cool addition. I agree with that. I don't know if that would require a lot of tweaking to how the game works and how the game, I don't know, recognizes your status effects and attaches it to a projectile. I don't know how that really works from a coding point of view. But I do think if it can be managed, then that would actually be a really great addition to the game. Diamond Spy 64 brings up up a good point that the bow never really goes straight forward where you are aiming. There is a little bit of randomness associated with the bow aiming, and that is by design, and I think it's okay. It introduces a little bit of realism in a way to the game because we don't have wind in Minecraft. We don't have any outside effects that are affecting your projectiles as you're throwing them. So to keep it from being just too accurate, they've introduced that slight little bit of inaccuracy to a bow. And I think it's actually a good feature. um, And it gives a little bit more challenge to using a bow. Otherwise, I do think that a bow would be slightly overpowered. Spark Bandit says, I kind of love the bow too much to roast it. And I really feel like that's why we didn't get many roasts for the bow. The bow is sort of a fan favorite in Minecraft, and I don't blame these guys. So, the bow has really gotten the celebrity status with this 
podcast. It's got a diamond rating and zero roasts. That's interesting. I wonder if many other features in the future will have the same thing. So let's dig into the main discussion of this episode. And for the main discussion of this episode, I'm going to be talking about improving the Bane of Arthropods enchantment. Um, This is an enchantment that, like I said in the very beginning of the show, it's kind of classified into, I would say, these three enchantments. So you have Impaling, you have Smite, and you have Bane of Arthropods. And these enchantments are specific to different categories of mobs. Smiting is specific to undead mobs. Bane of Arthropods is specific to Arthropods, and Impaling is specific to Underwater Mobs, um, which actually I think that they've changed Impaling to apply to all mobs who happen to be underwater and not just mobs that are native to the water, which is, I think, it makes sense. But anyway, it still holds here that these enchantments are specific to certain mobs or certain situations that a mob would find itself in. Um, Smite is definitely a worthwhile enchantment. I think Smite is an enchantment that has a lot of use. There's a ton of undead in Minecraft, even just in the overworld. That's not including the zombie piglins or the zombified piglins and the zoglins in the nether. Because in the overworld, we have zombies, we have husks, we have strays. Oh my goodness, we have phantoms, we have skeletons, we have drowned, we have... I'm probably missing some. We have so many undead, and they tend to spawn in hordes. So smiting, or smite rather, is a very much worthwhile enchant to have. Um, Probably not as good, in my opinion, as sharpness, which is... Across the board, a good enchantment for all mobs, but Smite is definitely a fine enchantment to have. Bane of Arthropods, on the other hand, is quite puny in its impact on gameplay because there aren't that many arthropods in the game, and the ones that are there are not really a big threat at all. They are nowhere near on the level of the undead faction, I suppose, of hostile mobs. So what does Bane of Arthropods do as it stands right now? This is from the the wiki again. Um, Each level on a sword or axe adds 2.5 extra damage to each hit on arthropods only. The enchantment also inflicts slowness for on an arthropod when hit with a random duration between 1 and 1.5 seconds at level 1, increasing the maximum duration by 0.5 seconds each level up to 3.5 seconds with Bane of Arthropods 5. And I I think that, okay, that's fine. Um, the slowness thing, I think, is kind of puny. I think that the, 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 the duration definitely should be increased on that. But why is Bane of Arthropods a lackluster enchantment? And that's simply because Arthropods are not enough of a threat to make it worthwhile. So how do we fix this? How do we change arthropods and change the enchantment bane of arthropods to make it a enchantment that people would like to go after um so number one changing arthropods let's add a few more let's add some varieties there's tons of undead mobs in the game i and so many undead mobs in the game that we don't want any more <laughs> we really don't want any more undead there's so many it's it's enough we that's we've reached the level to where there doesn't need to be any more undead mobs added to the game So let's 
have the same number of arthropods. Um, and some ideas that I had. Let's have a uh, centimander, which is a centipede salamander hybrid that spawns in lava pools and has a burning attack. There's a lot of lava pools in the game. They're, they're, they're all over the overworld. They're good sources of lava in the overworld. If you want to make obsidian or a portal or whatever, they're there to help you with that. I think they could be spiced up a little bit by adding a hostile mob to make it even more threatening. So a centimander is just a little creature that I made up. I don't know. Um, <laughs> giant spiders that spawn in badlands and deserts when killed, they split into three regular spiders, basically the spider version of a slime. That is horrifying. Let's add it to the game. That would be so amazing. Basically, you, you're in the Badlands, which, by the way, they need to actually be bad if they're going to justify being called Badlands. Let's make them Badlands by adding giant spiders that turn into more spiders when you kill them. That just sounds like a nightmare. It'd be so so fun, though. Um, let's add a queen spider. So basically what I'm thinking is you go into a specific cave and it's like a spider nest and there's all these cave spiders around you. Let's have one huge one who's sort of in charge, basically the queen spider. And if you kill it, then you basically keep all the other spiders from spawning. I don't know. That just just an idea. This might be a little controversial. Let's add a nautilus. And I know that's not an arthropod. I know a nautilus is a mollusk. It's not an arthropod. Science nerds, don't at me on this. But let's be flexible. I mean, come on. The, they could live in the ocean and have a poison attack. This is Minecraft. They don't have to be like real-life nautiluses. And they would have a chance to drop a nautilus shell, which would make getting nautilus shells a lot less of a hassle. So let's do that. And another way to change arthropods, let's have it to where spiders of all types are able to place a block of spider web on the player, slowing the player down. That would make spiders more difficult to deal with as a mob and therefore make make it to where bane of arthropods would be something that you would want to have. Okay, so changing the bane of arthropods enchantment itself, let's decrease the cooldown between hits to allow faster attacks. So if you have bane of arthropods, basically it helps your weapon get faster. Um, that way, because because a lot of these arthropods are small, so you have uh, endermites, you have silverfish, you have cave spiders, these things are tiny. So instead of maybe making it easier to hit smaller mobs, let's just make it easier to hit faster um, so that you don't miss as much. Maybe uh, Bane, of, Bane of Arthropods uh, allows you to break spider webs much faster with Bane 5 insta-mining spider webs. That, makes, that would make a lot of sense because, I mean, obviously spider webs come from spiders and Bane of Arthropods should be able to deal with all things spider. And maybe because spiders sometimes come with enchantments and status effects, maybe Bane of Arthropods can remove effects from entities, even players. And this would make it such an amazing PvP enchantment because if your enemy is coming up on you with invisibility, if you manage to hit them, you can take invisibility away from them. I don't know, maybe that's too OP. I think that's just a way to make Bane of Arthropods a little bit more exciting and a little bit more sought after. If you have any ideas on this, you can obviously let me know by joining the Discord, which link is also in the show notes, or send me an email at digstraightdowncast.gmail.com. I also want to shout out real quick uh, my buddy Obni 
made a video on this very subject, making Bane of Arthropods better. And his the video is linked in the show notes. Go check it out. Uh, he had uh, so many good points. He really inspired this particular episode. I tried my best not to step on his creative toes as much um, by letting him him give his ideas and I give my own unique ideas. But his ideas really are great. Um, I'm not going to spoil them at all. So go check out the video. Send him some love. Comment. Tell him that Rebel JC sent you. And that brings us to the end of this episode. Guys, you can email me with questions and comments at dickstraightdowncast at gmail.com. If you want to have some say in the show, if you want to suggest ideas to me, if you want to get on the feature roasting, join the Discord. Link is in the show notes. There's people on the Discord having great conversations right now, and we're just waiting for you to join. So please come by, say hi, and stay a while. Uh, you can connect with me on Twitter at rebeljc underscore 92. And I would love to hear from you there. And until next week, keep digging straight down. I'll see you in the next episode.